Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word here on this Tuesday. Amen. It's good to be with y'all. It's good to uh, be able to come together once again and uh, just share a word or two and uh, or three or four. You know, we got a few things to say today. Amen. And I did say to y'all this past Friday, I believe it was on the podcast, uh, that we were going to be transitioning and moving on to the next thing on God's list that God hates, that God absolutely hates. And so we're going to read that verse real quick. But before we do that, I want to take the time to pray to the Lord. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege, Lord, to go into your word. We thank you, Lord, so much for your word that you have preserved. Whether the liars speak and say that it is not your word, whether the liars speak and say that you have no power to preserve your word as you have. Lord, the liars can go on and say what they want, but we know you are God of truth and that you preserved your word that we might be saved. And so we thank you, those of us that have got a mind to thank you, those of us that got a mind to trust you and thank you, we want to thank you. And so we thank you. We give you praise. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to bless this time, bless the word, bless the lips of clay that are just, that's all I am, Lord, just lips of clay, just speaking your word and being a, a voice uh, to express the truth of your word. And so, mighty God, I ask you, Lord, to bless our ears to hear what your spirit would have us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so we're going to go on and, and read. Now, you know, a lot of y'all you say, oh, this ain't no podcast. This ain't no podcast. You just get on there and you just have your Bible study. Well, that's all right. You, you say what you want. You know, it's America. It's a free country. You can say what you want. Um, but you know, uh, it is a podcast for all intents and purposes. It's just that this podcast talks about God's whole word. We're going to talk about those things. And, uh, you know, um, there's not a lot of, uh, folks out there that would deny, uh, that, uh, you know, that it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's set up a little bit different than what most podcasts or like I, I don't deny that myself. I mean, certainly, uh, we we do endeavor to study the Word of God on this podcast. But yeah, but you know, we're gonna talk and we're gonna we're gonna say what needs to be said, just like on any other podcast. You know, they got their word they're gonna say, and they believe they need to be there to say it. So uh, here I am doing what I believe that the Lord wants me to do. So here we are on this podcast. And, and you know, I didn't name it podcast. I didn't call it that. Somebody else came up with that. I mean, when I was a kid, I, there wasn't even no such thing. So, you know, somebody came up with it. And, and then, you know, this is the platform that you use to do it. So that's what it's called. It's called a podcast with Brother J.W. Brand here. Amen. And so we go into the Word of God, Proverbs chapter 6, and it says from 16, verse 16 uh, to 19, it says, These things, excuse me, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. You say, well, why does the writer do that? Why, Why say six and then flip it to seven? 
Now, I don't really know why the writer does that, but why should we question every little bitty thing that don't matter, that really don't matter? Now, some, uh, you know, theologians say, say, oh, no, 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 you, you, you got to make sure that everything that's said is going to matter. Well, I'm not saying that it don't matter, but why does it matter to you is what I'm saying. Why do people get so tripped up on some things that don't really matter because they don't want to get to the detail of what do matter. You see what I'm saying? So these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. And we find that word abomination, it means the things that God hates. He hates some things. You know, the Lord tells us that God is a God of mercy and love and long-suffering and patience. And I know that's true because of my own life. If it was not for the long-suffering and patience of God, I, I have told people this. I have said to people, look, if I was God and I would have been, you know, like the Lord, you know, he can see everything. He knows what your thoughts are and the whole bit. If I had been God, I would have obliterated myself a long time ago. Before You know, but God was so patient with me. And I thank God that he was because... I certainly didn't deserve his patience, and I didn't deserve his long-suffering like nobody of us really do. But when I look at my life and I look back on things I did, I thought myself, my word, I don't understand. You know, sometimes I just, I can't comprehend it. I can't completely understand how a God that is so holy, and, and he expresses to us that he's a holy God, and, and he expresses that with the fact that he tells us there are some things he hates. Because his holiness demands that there is a differentiation between uh, good and evil, right and wrong. Now, y'all going to hear the ice cream man coming up in the background. Do -do 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 -do. Y'all hear that? I don't know if you can hear it anyway. That was the ice cream man going back. They, yeah, we still got an ice cream man come up in this neighborhood. I've actually bought an ice cream from the man one time. Well, I don't know if it's always a man or a woman in there. Sometime I don't know. But... Um, you know, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, we'd be so excited. Me and my sister would be so excited because the ice cream man would be coming. And, you, you know, you can go out there with a quarter and you could get something. Oh, you sure enough can't do that now. I went out there and I was shocked. I, I took, you know, some, I knew that it was going to cost more than what it used to back in that day. But, uh, so I, I can't remember. I think I took $10 out there. And I was shocked. Because it was like three and four dollars for an ice cream, you know, depending on what you get. I thought, my goodness, what in the world? But uh, anyway, so, but I, I did buy it because I was standing there and I'd stopped the ice cream man. So I went ahead and bought it. But I tell you what, I ain't bought none since. So I can get me a whole box of ice cream from the store for the price I paid for that one. Or maybe maybe a few cents more, but not too much more. But anyway, so... The Bible say that there's seven things that God hates that literally is an abomination unto him. He considers it no different than you bowing and worshiping to a, another God. And uh, that's something we need to be very aware of. If God hates us so much, because any time that uh, the people of God would bow to another God, God is saying that's an abomination and this is something God absolutely will not tolerate because he wants to be the only one to be worshipped. Now, there's some people that got a problem with that. 
Some of you are so full of pride. Oh, we talked about pride. You ought to look at all the podcasts we did on the first thing because it says uh, in verse 17, a proud look. That's something God hates. And we talked about that for a long time. Many podcasts went over that. And some of you so prideful, you sit there running your mouth talking about how, uh, I don't know why God, you know, he wants to be the only one worship. You sound like the devil when you talk like that. Don't you know that? You sound like the devil when you talk like that. Did you hear what I said? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to get my slam on the desk sometime. I got to get my voice up there sometime because I know people used to that. They figure if I, if I don't talk like that, then I must not be talking. It must not be him. Somebody's impersonating him. Well, I don't want nobody come impersonate me. I can sit there and slam on the desk. Hallelujah. And give you a praise the Lord and an amen. All the same right here. Hallelujah. So a proud look we talked about. And then we talked about the lying tongue. You know, we talk about that a lot because the Bible says all liars. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter why you say you're lying. None of that matters to God. He said all liars are going to go have their part in the lake of fire. Now, I do want to say this before I, I, I'm, you know, I said last week we're going to go right on in and we're going to talk about the next one, which is the hands that shed innocent blood. And we are going to talk about that briefly before we close out today because I'm going to get started on it. But there was a few things that I, I, that came to my mind after I got off the podcast, and I thought, you know, I should mention this, this, and this also. And so the first thing I want to say is this. Now, and I am not backtracking on what I'm saying, but I do want to say this. I know that there are some people, and I'm going to say it this way, because I, I've, I've seen this happen. I've actually uh, noted of this happening. I've had situations like this in my own life and all of that kind of thing with, you know, growing up the way that I did and everything. But um, I know that there are people that get in situations, they get into uh, unfortunate situations. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that for a moment. But they get into these unfortunate situations, they get in these relationships where the person, uh, they don't, you know, seem to uh, be an abusive person and one thing leads to another and, and they are and the person gets trapped in there and um you know i know that there are people that are trying to um sometimes get in a situation where they're trying to save themselves from more uh, abuse uh and and trying to save their children from more abuse or whatever and they may say things uh that uh, the person um, might ask them a certain question before the abuse starts all over again uh and 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 attempting to try to dissuade uh, from, you know, any more impending abuse, uh, they may end up lying, trying to get out of that. But I'm going to tell you something. I want you, I want you here now. I'm, I'm in no way uh, wanting to make you f feel like that I don't care about people that are in those situations, but I'm going to say this, number one. There had to have been some way for people to have seen some red flags and there are red flags uh that uh, you can find a list of them now they may not all apply to every single person but you know because i've looked at them i've looked at some of the things that are listed as red flags for people uh that can potentially be an abusive uh, person to them 
and and maybe two or three of them might not fit every single person every single time. Okay, I get that, uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, for all intents or accounts and intents and purposes for those lists that people put out, uh, you can look through those and you can kind of get a, a bit of a picture of what might proceed that from happening. And so you might want to, uh, before you involve yourself uh, in any relationship with anybody, and I say that before I say the next thing. So uh, involving yourself uh, with somebody in a relationship uh, you might want to be looking at these things. Does this person exhibit these type of behaviors so that you do not get yourself in those positions where you feel trapped and you feel like you can't get out of the abuse and so on and so forth? The other thing is, uh, if you are already in that and you're in the throes of that, uh, there are people out there that can help you. They truly can. There are people uh, that um, is able to, to be there to help a lot of women and, and women with children as well uh, to get out of those type of situations. And so uh, I would encourage you, if you are able to uh, find any time, anywhere uh, to escape, to do so and to, to make your way to a place where there are, there are refuges you could go to, uh, probably a police department to start if you need to, and they can direct you where to go. You can explain the situation, and they can help you find a place to get away for safety. But now I'm going to say this, and I don't want people to think that I'm being cruel and I'm being unkind or anything of the sort. But I'm going to say this. First of all, the bottom line is when you go to looking for somebody that you want to get into a relationship with to avoid uh, all of this stuff that you might go through and then having to try to lie your way out of it in order to keep yourself from being abused or, or whatever the case may be, it would be wise to pay attention to what the Word of God says. Because the Word of God is very clear that we need to only marry in the Lord. Now, there's that's a very uh, short piece uh, and version of that verse, and there's a lot of things attached to it. So there's going to be a lot of people uh, in the uh, theological world that's going to say, oh, yeah, but it was talking about the... Listen, the Lord wants us to marry in Him. We now, certainly there are those that may come to know the Lord, and your spouse may not know the Lord. And I get that. And there's instructions that talk about those things. But there is Bible that allows uh, those who are in those type of situations uh, to be able to escape, you know, because God wants us to live in peace. And we're going to talk about that sometime, another podcast. But I wanted to put those words out there because I know some people get a little bent out of shape when you're so direct and so firm about what the Word of God says. And they'll say, but what about this situation? What, what about that situation? And so on and so forth. So uh, the first thing that we need to make sure that we look at is, who is it that we are dating? Where, where are we getting these people from? Now, I'm, I'm one to discourage people from going on to uh, uh, dating sites because uh, people lie on there. They, they lie about all kinds of things. And uh, you say, oh, well, they won't do that with the Christian sites. Oh, yes, they do. 
Oh, yes, they do. I have a, a, a friend of mine, and uh, she's a good friend of mine, and, and uh, you know, she she had been through a, a very difficult marriage and, and all of that, and, of course, and, and she goes to a very conservative church, uh, not uh, like our church. You know, we're, we're Pentecostal apostolic, but she's part of uh, what was called the Church of Christ, and they are very conservative for the most part, um, uh, the Church of Christ is a conservative um, body of believers and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, she was a, a church, one girl, that's where she would go. And, uh, you know, but when she went to look for somebody, because she had gotten older and she wanted to find somebody, she was uh, alone and she's going to be retiring and she just wanted to find herself somebody uh, that she could settle down with. So what she did was she went to uh, those uh, Christian sites and every time that she did, now I'm not going to mention her name, and if she ever got on my podcast to listen, she would know that I'm talking about her. So I'm not going to mention no name. But, um, you know, every time that she would go to look for somebody, and she'd go on these Christian sites. Now, I don't know why that, you know, she was faithful to the church she went to, why she didn't just look for somebody there up, up in her church, but she didn't do that. And I don't really know all the ins and outs of that. But... Uh, but what I do know is that what she did tell me, uh, she would go on these sites. She said, yeah, I found this Christian site. And I kind of discouraged her in a very gentle way, but she went ahead and went on. And uh, she, I'm not kidding, there were like three different times that she would get, get to going. And, and each time she come, I remember the first time that she uh, got somebody going online and everything, and she came and she was so excited. And she's, and I said, well, when did you meet this person? Well, we haven't actually met, but we met online and we've just had great conversations and this, that, and the other, and da-da-da-da-da. And the person has said this and that, and they're a Christian and blah, blah, blah. And I said to her, and I called her by name, and I said, you need to be careful because just because they say they're a Christian don't mean that they're going to do right and everything. And then, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was within days that she's coming to me and she's going, I think this is the one. Because the person was literally reeling her in very quickly, trying to get her to uh, commit and, and all of this. And I mean literally talking about marriage. Within weeks, within, I mean short weeks. We're not talking about 52 weeks of a year. We're talking about a very short period of time. And, of course, uh, that can be a red flag. Now, it's not always a red flag. And that's the reason why I said what I did earlier because, um, uh, you know, I've known people that have met and married uh, within just two or three months uh, that were Christians. They met in the church and they, uh, you know, and, and all of that. Uh, my spouse and I, we met uh, 23 years ago, met in the church and within three months. That would be us, but uh, I've known other people the same. And, uh, you know, 23 years have been, uh, you know, a wonderful thing. But, of course, um, you know, we, we knew each other from the church and we were, uh, you know, part of uh, the worship team and all this kind of things that, you know, that you can get to know the person and all that kind of thing. But I've known other people that uh, even shorter time than that and gotten married that's been married for a long time and had children and all that. Now, that is, you know, that can happen. And again, that other couple that I mentioned uh, that was shorter than, than us, uh, they met in church, and but they had grown up together in church they'd known each other's families and, they, and that's what i'm saying i mean you get to know but when i say they from the time they started dating is what i meant you know they didn't have like a 
really showing an interest in each other. And then, but the moment that they decided uh, that they were going to uh, start dating within a very short period of time, uh, they decided they wanted to get married. And they got married and they had children. Matter of fact, that family, uh, they had six children. They had three boys and three girls and married uh, for many, many years. We're talking uh, over 50 years. And I knew the family personally, actually personally, uh, that is actually intermarried into my family. And so there can be those moments and times, um, but of course, both of these situations are people that were within the church and they are, uh, you know, got a mind to live for God and all that kind of thing. And you really need to make sure that that is where you stand. But these uh, sites and all of this kind of thing, even though they call them Christian, these people get up in there and lie. They lie through their teeth. And, and, and you can't think because just because they say they're Christian, that look, they're on the other side for a reason. And so you got to be careful. Well, anyway, so this friend of mine, she come and she's just so excited. And I, and I, I was just like stunned because she, I said, but have you met this person? No, she hadn't met the person. But then it was a very short period of time after that she come and she cut it off because the person zeroed in on, on her and wanted to borrow like $2,000. And she at first was going to loan it, and, I, and and then I guess some reasoning kind of kicked in, you know. But you got to be uh, careful about these things. Excuse me, i got to check to see what fell. Something fell in here. Oh. Hold on one second. You say, what's going on in there? Well, what happened is my, my plug to the computer came out of the wall and it fell. And it's kind of a heavy plug, so it made a loud bang noise. But um, anyway, so, you know, I ain't in no fancy podcast room. I'm in, uh, we've made one of the bedrooms of our house into a podcast uh, room. So that's what's going on. And. You know, I got myself this. Uh, I use this laptop here. We got a um, sim, somewhat inexpensive microphone and everything. Just trying to do the best that we can. Later on, maybe we'll be able to soup it up, as they say. But anyway, so uh, but that's not the only time she 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 went right into uh, looking up another man she met and and kind of the same thing two different ones asked her for money but they waited there was they were like reeling her in you know what i mean i mean they throw it out there making her get all emotionally attached and, and the next thing you're trying to reel in and then didn't want to ask for money and this was off of these christian sites now so so y'all have to understand people gonna get on there and lie don't sit there and think because you're on the christian site that they're not gonna lie through their teeth they're gonna lie and, and then, not only that, but one of them kept avoiding about meeting family and all that. Look, that's a big red flag. If they don't want to meet your family and they don't want you to meet their family, something is not right. And they're just lying. And God hates liars. Why you want to be, if you're going to be a Christian, why you want to hook up with somebody going to be lying? Because if they're lying to you on there, they're going to be lying to you if you get married. Just saying. All right, so God hates lies, liars. He, he, he said he hates a lying tongue. That's what he said. He said a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. That's verse 17. Verse 18, and a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, a feet that sw uh, be swift and running to mischief, and a false witness that speaketh lies, 
and he that soweth discord among his brethren. So I'm going to run through a little bit of a list that I made uh, of some few more things about the lying tongue, and then we're going to uh, finish off with the innocent blood because I do want to get to that, and then from then on we'll be going on. But I wanted to mention some things that came to me afterwards, and I thought, no, I need to I need to let a few things uh, be said too about these things that that people you know they don't really think about it uh, about lying. You know what I mean? You get to doing things and you don't really think about the fact that you are actually lying. Okay, so number one, lying on your taxes, whether it be business or personal. Lying on, you know how many people lie on their taxes? Do you know that the Lord says to give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's? So, you know, if you got to pay your taxes, got to pay your taxes. You want to sit there and say that you have dependents that you do not have? Don't you know the Lord sees what you're doing and you're lying through your teeth? And you're going to give an account. And the Bible says all lies are going to have their part in the lake of fire. Now, you want to go to the lake of fire over lying on your taxes? Do you really want to do that? That's foolish. That's crazy. So lying on your taxes. All right, number two, lying on job applications. Now, first of all, God sees everything you're doing. You better get that through your thick head. God sees everything you're doing. And so, lying on a job application. Well, you know, if I tell them this and this, then I'd probably get the job. Then you don't need the job if you got to lie to get it. You understand? You need to pray and ask the Lord to help you on out. You got to have faith and believe that God's going to do. And so, if you're going to lie on a job application, just get the job, then you know what? I won't be surprised if things fall apart for you later on if you do get the job. Because you lied. All right, number three. Lying on social media about anything. You hear what I say? You know how many people do this? Lying on social media about anything. And we just talked about that a little bit about that dating stuff. And that includes lying on the dating apps. Now, I didn't make that note. So I've already talked about that. <coughs> but you know how many people that make up a story on those dating apps and it's not a bit of truth to them? And you oh, you know, well, it's a Christian site. Did you not hear a word I just said? Oh, my goodness. All right. Number four, lying about your age or your weight. Now, some people, they think this is no big deal. They, they think, oh, well, you know, oh, the Lord will overlook. The Lord will overlook. Oh, no, he won't. He said all lies are going to go to hell go to go to the lake of fire. You want to go to the lake of fire over lying about your age or your weight? Come on. Do you think going to hell is worth that? I tell you it's not. Lying about your, your age and the weight ain't no reason. Yo, y'all hear what I'm saying? Ain't no reason to go to the lake of fire over lying about your, your age or your weight to anybody. You hear me? I remember seeing a commercial a lot long ago. This woman says, oh, age is just a number and mine is unlisted. Well, if your number's unlisted, then why are you so worried about, uh, you know, you, you say age is just a number, then why is it unlisted? Huh? Why are you not telling about your age? If, if age is just a number to you, then why does it have to be unlisted? And what most people do is they don't say, oh, my, my age is just, I'm not going to mention it. No, they'll flat out lie about it. 
You know, sometimes they'll lie about it in order to, to maybe date somebody that may be younger and they don't want them to know how old they really are or, or vice versa. Somebody might say they're older when they're really younger just so they can date somebody that they see and all that. No, you, you, you don't use lying to, to get around things because the Bible says that we're going to have a part in the lake of fire if anybody lies. You're going to lie. You say, well, then I'm going to hell because I've lied. If you repent, now that means you stop lying. That's what repentance means. You quit doing what it is you repent of. And so if you're going to say, Lord, I'm sorry, okay? You could have been the biggest, fattest liar in town. But if you tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have been lying like that. Lord, forgive me. I, I'm, I've got a habit of lying. Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. Give me the strength not to lie. God will give you the strength not to lie. God will give you that Holy Ghost power to help you not lie. Amen and hallelujah. So don't be lying about your age and your weight. Don't be lying on those social media apps and all of them or whatever you got. Don't be lying on your job applications. Don't be lying on your taxes. All right, number five. Lying to your spouse about what you spent your money on. Oh, my goodness. I've seen this played out. Mm, yes, I have. Oh, yeah, I've seen it played out. I've seen it played out with people. I remember one man had a wife. And, uh, you know, she didn't work. He was the only one working. And uh, she, you know, she, uh, well, let me rephrase that. She worked from home because she did take care of the children. But a lot of times the children were going to school. Now, that's job in itself. I'm not saying it's not because being a mother and taking care of the house and all that kind of thing is, is you know, when the man comes home after he gets off work, well, her hours are still going. She, you know, because if the child gets up sick in the middle of the night and she's got to be there, and, and maybe the father going to pitch in too, and you should. If you don't, you should. You should get up off your lazy behind. Well, I got to work. Well, so does she. Just, just because you clock in on a clock, she's on the clock 24 hours a day if she's a stay-at-home mother. So you need to think about that and respect her and, and help her out. Don't make her get up all through the night just because you get it. she gets up too. What difference does it make? It's all the same. You help make that baby. You need to take care of it. So with that said, uh, so anyway, but this woman, uh, you know, the husband, and this was a, a family that went to church and serving the Lord and all that. And, uh, you know, and the man's job that he worked was a very hard job. It's not an easy job. And uh, so, uh, but every Friday, this uh, woman and her mother, which was the man's mother-in-law, come down to the job site there on his lunch and pick up his check and go on. And, and he would say to her, okay, well, we've got to save out this amount for uh, each week out of the check to pay for the rent that comes up on the 1st. And that took a huge chunk of their money. And then, of course, the uh, tithes come out, and then uh, and we got to make sure that we got a certain amount for groceries and gas in the car and so on. And um, so, you know, it was, a, it was a tight budget. I mean, they, they, you know, he was the only one working, and, and uh, although it was a, a decent job, it still wasn't like something where you, you know, like a doctor's salary or anything like that, you know. So, um, so there was a budget, and, and uh, not always uh, um, going to 
be it wasn't always a budget that was going to be able to afford that family to be able to do um, things that maybe somebody who had the salary of a doctor or a lawyer or whatever uh, but you, you know they did the best that they could but um, what she would do is uh, you know she, well she said what do you want you know to eat what do you, what do you want me to fix because she was uh, apparently a good cook and all and so he said well I like this and this and, and she could pretty much cook just about anything and so, uh, but, uh, you know, she took that and, and then went on, and I guess they went grocery shopping, her and her mother, and, uh, and then he come home. Well, uh, as the time went on, and he was thinking that she was going to be getting this, this, and this, and they were going to be eating it through the week, and, and then she comes up with something else that's not what he thought it was going to be. And he said, well, but you had this amount of groceries. What happened? She goes, well, I it just uh, I didn't have enough. But then she would pop up with a new dress or pop up with new shoes, and he'd say, well, how did you how did you get that? And so finally, she at first she wasn't telling the truth, and then finally she did tell the truth. She said, well, I mean, she had been taking some money from the grocery money to be able to get some of these things. She said, because you never budget for that. And he said, well, we, how are we going to budget for some of that stuff if we're taking it away from either paying the electric bill or paying the groceries because they lived on a really tight budget. But for a while, she wasn't telling the truth. And that created a really big problem between that couple. And so now, that's on, on the side for the woman. Now, let me say something about you men. You know how many times that I've heard women complain Plain about the men and their and their freedom and they just you know they go and do this and that and the other and there's no accountability you, you know that well I, I work outside or I work hard well so does she and uh, so it it can be a real problem when couples don't come together and sit down and budget things out and be honest about what's going on uh, with the money coming and going. And so you've got to be able to sit down and make a reasonable budget and, and be able to be honest about things. You know, and, and maybe what that, you know, husband and wife could have done is maybe said, say, okay, so how about if we just take out so much and save so much out for a certain period of time and then, you know, every so often you go get a new pair of shoes or something like that or something for uh, the kids or whatever which from what I understood was they would buy the kids things when they got the taxes. But in any event, people need to be more honest and straightforward about, uh, you know, where the money's going, what's going on. You know, it shouldn't be that husband and wives, that you don't know what's going on with the budget or what the other person is spending. And I don't believe in couples having two separate accounts. I don't believe in that. I think that you need to be responsible. You've come together as a couple. The Bible says that you're one in the Lord. Well, you ought to be able to come together and sit down and have a budget. And if you can't do that, you can bring in a, a third party, somebody that is uh, certainly not an in-law, I don't think, but somebody that's, you know, part of, not partisan, but somebody that's got an idea to just kind of listen to the situation and help you through those things. And that can be, be done. Uh, you know, and sometimes the budgets may, uh, you know, somebody will say, well, that's just impossible. Well, sometimes you not realize how much is actually being spent and how much is actually being going out on things that you don't really think about. 
and how fast it adds up. So I think uh, also, uh, you know, spouses should not be lying to each other about what they actually spend or not spending. You need to be honest about those things because that can really cause a rift in a relationship. Now, so the last two things uh, on the list is lying about how many times you've been married. Now, this goes back to people, I guess, uh, for whatever reason, talking about uh, dating sites or talking about just in general um, situations. Uh, you know, people, you know, that maybe have been in the world not serving the Lord and they might have just uh, failed at marriage several times and they don't want people to know. But you've got to be honest about things. You cannot sit there and not be honest. You can say, you know, this was at a time in my life when I had not learned uh, what the Lord uh, wanted me to do for, you know, to be committed and, and so on and so forth. So that people can understand that you're not trying to be a little shyster and, and just not telling the truth. And then the seventh thing is lying about being married at all. You know, do you know how many times that both men and women, they lie to people that they're attracted to and they are married and they will not tell that person that they're married. And, and, and what it does is it keeps this thing going between them. And now, I do know that there are some out there that actually go after people that are married. Because they figure we're just going to have a good time and there's no commitment because they're already committed to that person. There's people that live like that and they're lying to their spouse about where they're going. You know, they'll be saying, oh, I got to go here on this business trip. Lying through your teeth. But let me tell you something about lying. God is marking it all down. God can see everything. God knows our thoughts. Everything we're going to give an account for in this body as we've lived. That's what Jesus said. And so if you have been nothing but a liar and you've tried to walk yourself as a Christian, then you're a hypocrite. Do you understand that? If you sit now and you're a liar and you say you're a Christian, you're a hypocrite. And God wants you to repent. you got to get right with him. And so... With that said, we're going to turn from there and let's go to the next thing. So on the list in Proverbs 6 and verse 17, it says, A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Now I'm going to just tell a little story about something that I heard. Uh, this Well, actually it was on the news is what it was. And um, it came across our news, something that happened in the Houston area. And a lot of things happen on the freeways of Houston. There's a lot of uh, just uh, violence that goes on on the freeways, you know, people shooting at people and carrying on. And so when I tell this story, and I'm going to finish up with this story uh, so that we can turn the corner here and be talking about hands that shed innocent blood, I know that when I say what I'm getting ready to say, some, uh, some people are not going to like what I'm getting ready to say. They're going to be flat out upset with me with a couple of things that I say. So I'm going to I'm going to forewarn you. Now, so hands are said innocent blood. So there was a woman, she was um, she was a mother and she had her child in the back seat of her car and they were going down the freeway in Houston. This was several months ago. And uh, so the freeways in Houston, they can be pretty you know packed and all that and I mean uh, if, if you're going to move this way, you better understand something. The freeways around here can get very, very crazy. And people get to boogieing. I mean, they really get to boogieing. 
And so uh, the, um, the woman, I'm assuming she was a young woman, her child was about six years old, I believe, in the back seat, strapped in the back seat, you know. And they're going down the freeway. And uh, there was a certain person that passed her, and I guess they were trying to, to get over, and they were not driving properly. You know, they were being rude. They really were being rude to her and uh, just trying to cut their way in. Well, what she did was she went to kind of cut them off because she didn't like what they were doing. And when she did, she literally used a hand gesture. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? She used a hand gesture. I'm sure you understand what I mean. And the person saw her. And so she got off the freeway, but that person followed her. And what that person did was as they got closer, they shot into the car and shot into the back of the car, hitting that child in the back of that car and killing that child. That child was innocent. The shedding of innocent blood. That child was innocent. Now, what I'm getting ready to say, some people are not going to like what I'm going to say. But I'm going to tell you what. I submit to you that both of those people were at fault. You say, oh, that's a terrible thing for you to say about the mother. No, it's not. Because number one, let me say something to you. If you're going to be using hand gestures going down the street that you should not be using, especially as a Christian. Now, I don't know whether this woman claimed to be a Christian or not. I don't know whether this woman claimed to be a follower of Jesus or not. I have no idea. But what I do know is that anybody that behaved like that, don't tell me you're a follower of Jesus. You're a liar. Did you hear what I said? Don't tell me you follow Jesus and you go around using hand gestures on the freeway. You might get upset, but you ain't got no business using no hand gestures to nobody. Because you are you're defaming the name of Jesus if you claim to be a Christian. Now, I, like I said, I don't know if she was or not. But what I do know is that means that you stand in the camp that you shouldn't be standing in. Because the person that uses those type of hand gestures, you're not serving God. Don't tell me you're serving God. Don't say you had a moment. I had a moment and I was upset. Now, if you baptize with that Holy Ghost and you stay full of that Holy Ghost, that Holy Ghost ain't going to lead you to do such a thing. Like I said, some people are not going to like my answer. And, you know, it's a sad thing. And that mother, she pulled off the, the road and she's literally scooped up that child and that child is dead, bleeding all over the back of that car. And, and, and literally picked that child up and she's standing out in the, in the road screaming. And holding that child. That's one of the reasons why it made the news. Well, also because uh, the child was shot by somebody. All because of, of starting with her trying, you know, the person the, uh, trying to cut her off. And she got upset. So she used a hand gesture and trying to uh, stop them from, you know, so she blocked them and then kept on going. Well, they decided to follow her. Now, I am not saying that that person is justified in shooting that child. Absolutely not. Don't sit there and twist my words and say things that I'm not saying. Because you're a false accuser and God hates that too. But what I'm saying to you is, get it through your head. Some things we ought not do as Christians. We ought not be cutting people off. 
If we get upset, we get upset. But you should not, in your gestures and in your words and in your ways, is how the devil is going to be able to see whether you're in his camp or not. And if you are standing in his camp, let me tell you something. If you're standing in the devil's camp, the Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, some people will say, well, that can happen to somebody that don't use those hand gestures, so you're just wrong, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You think I'm ignorant to the fact that that could happen? I know those things could happen, but let me tell you something. You sure do narrow the problem down if you go God's way. Don't sit there and play word games. Amen. And so... You know, I think they both held responsibility. I think they they do. They hold responsibility. Now, certainly, that person that's shot in that car ought to be in jail for the rest of his life or, as the Bible says, one life for another. Now, of course, you know, I know Texas, they got the law where there's, you know, they will, um, they'll, they'll cute you. They'll electrocute you on certain issues and things. Now, I know some states, they don't want to go down that road and all of that. But I want to tell you, shedding innocent blood can come in all shapes and forms and fashion, and sometimes it's because of your own actions and you put innocent children in the fray of your foolish nonsense because you didn't listen to God's voice. Hmm? Because the Lord is not going to have us uh, saying certain words to stir people up, saying and doing certain things that are going to stir people up. You have no idea, uh, you know, what you're going down the freeway with. You you don't know. You you have no idea, especially here in Texas. I tell you, you don't know who's going down. Because here, you know, you got that law where you can carry a gun around and all that kind of thing. I mean, you don't know what is next to you on the freeway. So you've got to use wisdom. I mean, it's it's a crazy, crazy world that we live in. Crazy world that we live in. And and when I say crazy world that we live in, I'm talking about people that don't want to serve the Lord, don't want to walk with the Lord. Uh, they, they, they're going to be guided by Satan's direction, by his ways, by his actions. And so with that said, I'm going to sign off. Because I know some probably going to be bent out of shape what I said. Because you, you're probably going to say, well, you know, their mother's going through enough grief. And God forbid that she would hear your podcast and hear what you said. Look, I'm not trying to hurt, cause any more hurt than what she's probably gone through losing her child. But I will say that I believe that she holds part responsibility for what she did. And so, with that said, how many of you are going to be responsible for your actions? That's the whole point in saying what I'm saying. We've got to learn to be responsible for our actions. And when we've got innocent people, innocent people, innocent children, innocent, you know, elderly, whoever is around you, your actions could affect what's going on around you with innocent people. You know, uh, people that, that do crazy, stupid things. You know, going into uh, stores and just shooting the store up. and uh, You know, shooting innocent people. All because they, you know, one reason or another. Well, I ain't going to get into all that because I said I was signing out.
So, with that said, I certainly do want to pray for this mother. You say, well, that's just bizarre. You just got through saying that you believe that she um, held some responsibility. That's one of the reasons why I won't pray for her, because she may feel that herself. She may feel that guilt, and what I don't want is for her to be so overwhelmed with guilt that she would take her own life. You know, some people think like that, and I don't want that mother thinking like that. I want her to know that God loves her and God forgive her for her foolish action. And so let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your love and your mercy and your kindness and your goodness. And sometimes, Lord, we get caught up in our own stupidity. We get caught up in our own foolishness. We get caught up in, in, in standing in the wrong camp and not paying attention that there's only two camps. There's the camp of God, your camp, Lord, and then there's the camp of the devil, Satan's. Lord, help us not to stand and try to stand in both camps because, Lord, that don't work. But, dear God, I pray for this mother that made the foolish decision to cut the person off on the freeway and, and then to make the hand gesture that she did. And certainly there's no, no reason, no rhyme or reason for anybody to go around shooting somebody just because they've been cut off on the freeway. That certainly is not right. But Lord, I'm praying for this mother because even though she held some responsibility, I pray God that you will comfort her, that you will help her, that, Lord, help her to get through the grief, help her to get through um, maybe the guilt that's overrode her, because even if she never heard this podcast, I know that may have sprung up into her mind, and she may just really be um, beating herself over and over and over with this. So, Lord, I pray that you would allow her somehow, somebody coming to her door, somebody in her family, somebody coming to her and letting her know, look, the Lord loves you, the Lord forgives you, the Lord wants to help you through this. God, help her bring peace to her heart. Help her, Lord, to get through this difficult time. Because, Lord, I know myself from our own child passing away less than a year ago that it's a pain that sticks with you for a long time. So, Lord, help her out. Comfort her. Help her to realize that mistake and not to make the mistake again. And to even be, maybe, Lord, a witness to others to be wiser when you're riding on the roads. Because, Lord, you tell us to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent. And so, God... Help her to feel your gentle spirit, your gentle spirit of love and forgiveness and kindness. Let her feel it sweep over her soul. In Jesus' name, amen. And so with that said, y'all have a blessed week. And we'll hear, uh, be here again on Friday if the Lord will. I don't know how it all goes uh, with one day to another what God's will is going to be. But, you know, with all intents and purposes, we want to be here on Friday. And uh, we'll be uh, continuing on talking about uh, the shedding of innocent blood and the fact that God hates it. What are we going to do about it? So with that said, I'm out. God bless y'all.